Hi everyone, welcome back to the journey of now with myself, Karis and Nick. And I was recording a video on how do we really help people? What the difference is between helping and serving? And also that everyone is an adult and how that was one of the biggest permission slips and like filters that I use to either serve or not to serve. And um, I just like to speak to that because that's something that Nick and I have experienced both in our personal life and within our business. And when your business is so personal because it is technically an extension of you, um, then how do you go about this whole separation and detachment from that whole archetype? This is something that I spoke to, but I think within that whole conversation is this archetype of the helper and it's this... I think we've attached ourselves too much to it where we think that that's the exemplified um, human and it's, and it's not. For me, what I've learned is that help is just disempowerment dressed up in better clothing. Mm -hmm. And it is learning the difference between what it means to serve and what it means to help. Because those are two very different things. And even when you say the words and what it means if you just take it apart in a dictionary format, like they are completely different things with the same intention, except one is rooted in like that lack of self-worth and where you are valuing your results and your competency and um, the potency of your magic based on um, outcomes. So you already have that expectation where serving is I am showing up, I'm teaching, but without the expectation and the attachment of my worth to what I'm doing because my worth is inherent. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just, I think those are the biggest things that have helped us transition from feeling overworked, burnt out. Overwhelmed. Yeah, and also just that lack of self-worth and over-serving. You know, it's almost like when you hop onto calls, oh, is this an audition for me to show you how good I am? Versus, no, this is you coming to want to work with me to experience me in the magic of what I do and who I am. And that is invaluable. And so the number that I've attached to that is what I've said. And it still doesn't mean that that is the number that I've attached to my worth, but that is the cost of my time exchange in that moment for that specific container. Yeah. So if you're a person that is running a business or you are in the realm of overwhelm, high-performing, overachiever, and you've noticed that you do have a people-pleasing um, archetype where you're stepping in and you're wanting to help everyone. Well, when that narrative comes up. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here to help everyone because everyone is helpless and there's this need for you. And I think it even ties into some form of a savior complex as well. For sure. I mean, we, we sat with that at a point in time. It was like, you, you want to save everyone. You want to help everyone see the light. Yet, as you are doing so, mm -hmm. you're not only disempowering them, you are disempowering yourself through the process because you, you cannot give them all the answers. You cannot bring the horse to water when they're not ready to drink. And I, they cannot expect the horse to drink the water, even if you brought them there. They may not be ready to drink. They may not be, um, you know, 
parched enough to actually quench their thirst. There may not even be a need for that. They might not even see the water. But there you are, you brought them there and said, well, here it is. Have a cup, have a sip. You cannot force something on some, onto someone that isn't ready to take that next step. And I think Jamie Sam speaks to that so well in the book, Dancing the Dream, where she speaks about, you know, in the beginning of your healing journey, you'll go through that bliss bunny stage where you're so like high on this awakening experience and you just want everyone yeah. to have that similar experience. And you don't take into account the, dis the level of discernment to be able to discern as to like whether our people, whether people are actually ready to receive this. And even if they say yes, it's like, are you actually willing to do the work that yeah. comes and, and, and like commit to the level of discipline uh, to be able to embody this? And at the end of the day, you also have to take into account human nature. And it is not expecting that people are here to use you and to take as much as they're going to get. Okay, because that's the victim narrative coming up and that people please it again. But it's also recognizing that people will take as much as you give. And you need that discernment within your spirit and in your emotions as to where are you helping and where are you serving? Because one is necessary and it's an integral part of our human experience and that is serving. And, and that's the whole thing of, mm -hmm. I'm going to teach you to fish. I'm going to teach you how to grow your own food instead of, yeah, let me go to the market and go buy a whole thing of freshly caught things that have been done for me. Ready made, ready chopped, ready just pre-mix. You know, it, it it ties into, I mean, it, it, let's contextualize this in a way for I maybe mean, someone that's running a business or even a household. Mm -hmm. Let's say you are, you've got a couple of managers or execs below you and you're running a business and you're having to micromanage each and every one of these individuals. You believe yourself to 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 micromanage these these parties. What are you actually doing in the process? Are you serving them? Are you allowing them to grow? Are you cultivating trust? Or are you showing the distrust that you have within yourself through the actions that you are sharing? Mm with these individuals stating, look, I don't trust myself, so I don't trust you, and I only believe that I'm the one that can actually do this, hence I have to approve every single step along the way. Every single step, every single action has to be ticked off by me, otherwise it's, it's not gonna work because it has to be in alignment with my vision. I'm not going to allow you to step in and to share your own magic. I didn't just hire you, or I'm not just working with you because of the, the the skills that you have, I'm I'm working with you because I know that you know you will do a good job, but I just need to make sure. And you'll find ways to validate that entire process. And it's it's in those little microcycles of things where you you not only lose clarity and vision and purpose within your company because mm -hmm. there's there's a beautiful metaphor that I've I've used with a lot of my business clients saying, look. If you imagine yourself as a person and you are running a company and you're the, the CEO or the, the managing director of the company and you've got to hold the vision, you're technically the head of this body. Yeah. And every other aspect from the, the neck down are different components of the company. Different individuals are supposed to house those different components. Mm -hmm. And 
if you are looking down the whole time and trying to manage all the different parts of the body, the, the body is not being guided. The ship is being steered wherever. The, you don't know where you're going because you're so focused on the different components and how the body cannot naturally navigate its surroundings. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of concentration. That takes a lot of energy. And that results in overwhelm. It results in poor decision-making. It results in this you know, continuous need to, you know, validate the actions that you are taking through. Yes, I'm just helping. I'm just serving. And, you know, these people wouldn't be able to do this without me. And you can now take this to your household as well, to let's say how you're parenting. And yeah. completely disempowering one's children to a degree. So it's like learned helplessness. And then you end up facilitating that. And then you ask yourself, well, not my kids in their 20s. And why are they acting like this? Or my, I've got an executive team that I'm paying a fortune. But none of them can make decisions. Do you see how you've written the entire narrative? Instead of giving people the opportunity to take yes. the initiative, you step in and you do what so is... Yes, so you're stifling your own progress, you're stifling your company's growth, your own personal growth, and the thing is you have no time. So now you're bottlenecking your own time through micromanagement. Mm -hmm. And the, the notion of work-life balance does not exist. It is something that I've sat with and tussled with. It changes, it fluctuates. What is happening in your business is going to impact you in your personal life and vice mm -hmm. versa. And if you are doing this, and this is a strategy that you're using even in your relationship. You've got a partner who... Mm -hmm. You are helping the whole time. At what point do they help themselves? Oh, he has a book that you should read. He has a thing that you should do. You should take this course. You should try this. You should... When I, just to speak to that, because I mean, I used to do that with you in the beginning yes. of our relationship where I would read all the books, listen to the podcast, and then share with you the snippets, thinking that those would impact you in the same way that it did for me. Whereas those were just things that I said instead of you actually wanting to do it for yourself. And then I was almost the thing of, oh, but where, where's your commitment? Like, why don't you want to do these things? But I never even gave you the chance to do it. But then you see, then it comes back to, then we assume. So we assume that everyone is helpless. We assume that everyone desires to change or make the decisions that we are making without even allowing a clear, concise conversation to take place where we can clearly communicate where we are, what we need, what are the steps that we are taking? If we are even on the same page, and if we're not, we can at least try and adjust to get one another onto the same yeah. platform, at least to have a better conversation. And just to speak to that within client relationships, and we used to do this, looking at the way that I'm parenting now, and I'm still learning this model, which is the Montessori method for like the schooling method. And I've just seen how much that's helped our youngest son yeah. Um, and how confident and empowered he feels because of, of, of that system and how much I've learned through that and applying it to the way that um, we serve within our own business has really transformed that because it helps instead of you being in the thing of like, I'm here to teach and I'm so, I'm giving you all these things and yes, you are. This is my, this is the value bundle. This is all that you're getting now. Pay me my money so you can change your life <laughs> and it's going from the seat of like disempowerment to empowerment where it's like okay this yeah. is who i am this is what i'm here for and if you're here it's because we're here to share in that beyond that that's not my responsibility because the nature of your humanness 
is not my responsibility and the it's not and i think initially i used to take that very personally with like whether or not people were getting the results that they wanted to i was i would make that my personal problem and over serve stay on calls for not even like 10 minutes longer an hour longer and then give you twice as much because I thought that giving more would make you want to take more initiative. And, and how do you feel after doing that? Burnt out. So you helping the helpless. Yeah. I use the bunny ears there for inverted comments. Quote unquote. Yes. You helping the helpless resulted in you being burnt out. In you not wanting to serve. In you not wanting to show up in your life. Your business. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And and that person, like, I, to be honest, I even feel like the person on the other side feels overwhelmed because they're like, what do I do with all of this? Exactly. And they, the person is so overwhelmed that they, it looks like a mountain of actions and tasks or things in front of them and they take nothing and they go dead fish. Yeah, because now they need to do breath work, they need to meditate, they need to do all these actions on top of it instead of like, where am I actually being guided and what is making me feel that like surge of excitement so that I can bring in more energy for the next part of my life? I think so, kid. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, with the, with the, the archetype of being an overwhelmed, overachieving or vision goal-centric person that is also just seeking to lead a life of presence and purpose um, and, and find that balance between like, okay, well, work and career or these dreams and things that I have, but also just family life and living. It's, it's a thing of when, when you are serving and you'll notice, like you look at people that say like Tony Robbins or Mel Robbins or Lewis Howes or even some other philanthropists, the impact that these individuals make only happens because they have realized the difference between helping and serving. Yeah. And they allow and empower the people below them because that's the foundation of the pyramid. They're on top of the pyramid, but all the people below them are holding them up and allowing them to make the impact because they are trusting them with the systems. Mm -hmm. They are trusting that they don't need to know everything to make this work. That is someone else's skill set. Mm -hmm. They are trusting that they got the right person to hire the right people that are in alignment with the vision, the mission, the goals, the values, and with that person's energy, more importantly. That is how they function. And now there's complete alignment with the organism, the person, i.e. the business, mm -hmm. and that person can walk. And the head is upright, and it's forward-focusing. Yeah. And, I mean, just to speak to that as well, I was in a meditation and a future version of myself came through and she was just saying, um, when you are convening, when you choose to go and um, do sessions or commit to um, learning from a master or someone you respect, because you've chosen to commit and you've done something completely outside of your comfort zone and something that is different, that automatically creates a new sense of awareness, brings in new opportunities and creates a, like change. But that's because you've chosen to walk a different path. So by the time you get, like you walk the journey and you go and sit next to your master or like that, the, the person that you regard as a master or a teacher, okay, they don't even have to say anything. And then already that journey is successful. 
but it's because you've chosen it. Whatever they share in the, like in the rest of that, it will be valuable. Even without saying anything, it's already valuable. It's already enough. And so it is the question for ourselves. It's like, do we trust ourselves and our magic enough to know that even if we don't say anything, the choice that someone's made to work with you is already like they 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 creating a ripple in their in their reality. Yeah, and their decision and the intention is already successful because they've chosen this. They've chosen something different. Yes. They've chosen something that is outside of the reality that they deem to be normal. And they realize that they have to create a change, so they have to make a different choice. And that variance in choice has now created a different reality. Exactly. Just from that one action. So therefore, like your yeah. worth and the potency of whatever shows up in the sessions, then it, then you have to realize that whole thing with them and their success has nothing to do with me. It's none of my business. My only buzz, business and my work is to stay in absolute integrity with myself, to know that my worth is inherent and that it, from the seat of not putting anyone's projected expectations on me, then I know that I am serving. And I'm serving from an, a place of integrity versus from a place of poverty of self-worth. And then there's presence. Yeah. The presence of self in, in that space. And, and, and that's, that's the difference. A person that is serving from a space of presence mm -hmm. versus a person that is helping it's it's showing up with that presence and it's 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 trusting yourself and the space that you are in and navigating with that awareness mm -hmm. and not having an over reliance on maybe the the mechanisms and the strategies and the learnings that you have had to go through um, in terms of academia that you've had to pass through to understand and then also you know to summarize that is the notion that everyone is an adult everyone has the ability to think for themselves they have the ability to take initiative or not um and that's not my business that's not your responsibility exactly it's so not my job you know to keep you accountable I, I can I can send you a message. Mm -hmm. I can say, hey. How well, are you technically, doing? it is your object. To sure, <laughs> sure, but but yes, to a degree. But here's the thing: I can drop you a message and say, hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. You didn't respond. Is that my yeah. business? I can drop you another message three, four days later. Hey, were you going through something? Are you all right? If you just remember, if you don't show up for you, nothing's going to change. Yeah. You don't respond. What do I do in that case? You've, in, you've invested money. Yeah. You've decided to commit to something where you are embarking on this journey, which you are on the minute you decided that. And all I'm doing is just reflecting what you wanted mm -hmm. to be an experience and exist as a form as mm -hmm. of. And now you're not showing up. Yeah. And, Everyone's an adult. And that comes to the to the adulting aspect. And Other than your kids, obviously. Yes, of course. Your children. Of course. But but looking at that and then saying, look, if I continue yeah. pursuing, let's say, said person, 
after a certain point, which is normally like two messages, to be honest. Yeah. Then it's helplessness that I am being a helper. I'm not serving anymore. Because then I'm stepping out of my power and my worth and running after you. No, I, I refuse to do that. No, no, it's okay. You come to me, you message me, mm-hmm. you connect to me. You came to me initially. I, I didn't come to you. Yeah. You embarked on a quest or a journey or a, or sought change. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, so you're still. Yeah. So you understand the commitments. You understand there is going to be uncertainty and dis-ease and things are going to be challenged and you're going to be uncomfortable and things are going to unravel and this is going to happen. But know that there is someone and when you reach out, I'll be there, but I need you to reach out. I'm not running after you. This is you showing seeking up. support and showing up for you. Yeah, and I mean, this shows up in so many spaces, like in relationships, you know, giving your partner an opportunity to be that which you're asking for instead of you filling in the whole time. And, and assuming exactly. their helplessness. Yeah. And even within family and friend dynamics, because a lot of the times people will expect you because of the work. I mean, like we've seen it in our own, within the scope of work that we do, there's people that come in and then they expect free or discounted support because of the relationships that we share without even like respect and reverence for well, what it has taken to be where we are. And then it's assumed. And it's, yeah, that's not my responsibility. If you really want help, I'm happy to refer you to someone else that I trust. But my hard line is not working with friends and family anymore. And so ultimately it comes back to the thing of really just saying everyone's an adult. It is not my responsibility or my business to get like involved in a lack of self-worth or their lack of boundaries. I can want you to eat well, but I don't have to fix the plate for you. I can support you, but I don't have to shield you from the discomfort of the circumstances that you've created or are perpetuating. Because I think that's where the wounded healer or that whole helper archetype comes in. Because we want to shield people from discomfort. You should call it the wounded CEO as well. The wounded CEO CEO. comes in when it's like, I'm not comfortable with you being uncomfortable, so let me do more work. Let me me do more work and and then we'll figure it out. But it's like, I'm going to take this upon myself. I'm going to burn myself up. I'm going to stress myself into a stupor. And don't worry, we'll figure it out. And you're useless on the back end, but it's fine. I've I've got this. And then your question. there's so many questions and red flags that could pop up from that decision. So the big question for you today, and that's what I want to leave you with is, are you surfing or are you helping? And good indication to be, are you overwhelmed? Are you micromanaging? How out of past this conversation or podcast, if you're here at this point, what maybe triggered you or what, you know, elicited an emotive response in your system? And just be like, okay, that's okay. You know, how can I, how can I use this as, as feedback and, you know, possibly taking a step back and, and really looking at, well, if I am helping, how can I move more into a space of presence and a space of where I'm empowering, serving and trusting not only myself, but the people that are closest to me from personal to business, take it from there. Yeah, and be easy with yourself and also just give yourself permission to not respond immediately. 
I find that giving yourself like just a second to say, oh, you know what, I'll get back to you on that or let me just feel into that and I'll get back to you with that. And if you're, com- if you're not comfortable with the immediate yes and no. A very simple rule is create a 24-hour rule for yourself on any big decision, being it a client, yeah. business deal. It not only um, gives you the space, but as a, as a benefit, it also puts the power more in your court yeah. as well because you're able to really sit in and, yeah. and, and place a lot of thought and intention behind, okay, is this something that fits? And is what's... this something I'm just reacting to or am I going to move into a space of responsiveness? Yeah, and what's... Take responsibility in this dark moment. Can I... And what's really helpful um, to put this into a system is human design because it speaks to your authority and there's different ways that we make decisions in terms of how we make decisions within our bodies. And so giving yourself that 24 hours, whereas, so for Nick and I, we're both clinic projectors, which means that things have to be very quiet so you can hear that voice that says yes or no. Or for emotional um, authorities where you actually need to give yourself the time so that you can be in that space of neutrality before. So you're not in the high and you're not in the low. Yeah. Or as a mental projector, you just need a sounding a sounding board to be able to make that decision. So give yourself those 24 hours. And or even with sacral authority, you'll know immediately. But at the same time, you still want to give perspective. Yeah. Still give yourself. You'll know. But just give yourself the space so that everything can just settle. And what you find happens is that you are now building the blocks and the foundation of how to trust yourself even more within simple or big decisions. And then you don't rely so much on external validation and now it's becoming like internal. And these are the principles for that. But that's what I wanted to leave you with. I hope that you have a beautiful week and um, good luck.